It's the most wonderful time of the year. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody out there. Thank you very much for making us a part of it, Gordon. And, you know, I know we've been talking a lot about the sports news of the day, a lot going on, BYU Bowl game, uh, Jazz making moves, the game against Miami last night. And uh, we have and we will continue to talk about it all. But we thought, should we have a little fun? Sure. Should we have a little fun today? We're working on Christmas Eve and uh, let's let's have a few laughs. And on top of that, uh, a decade is ending, Gordon, which feels a little surreal to me. But the 2010s are coming to an end. They are. What uh, what if you could uh, give a theme to this past decade? What would have when you when we think about the 2010s, what will we think of? Well, I, I, I saw progression in the ability of athletes and that I hope was legitimate. But I don't you think that teams and athletes in every sport are, are getting better? Oh, I certainly do that. You know, I wonder, well, this is, we, we're going to get to have some fun. Maybe I, I brought up a conversation that was bigger than we meant it to be. But like 2010s, I'll always remember it as when the Golden State Warriors changed basketball. Hmm. Okay. I mean, the, the game is played so differently than it was even going back to like 2008 or 2007. I would agree with that. Hmm. Anyway, if you have any suggestions, feel free to tweet us. That, at- that's a, that is a difficult question, yeah. Jake. I mean, because there's a lot. You'd have to go back and review everything that happened. I guess the Patriots have uh, have been able to establish themselves as a as a, a great team in the NFL, uh, whether it's because of they were cheating or otherwise. I'd say the biggest NFL one in my mind is uh, the uh, importance of head trauma. Yes. That has changed that's, that's the a way a lot of things are done. Locally, I'd say it's the era of independence for BYU. And we'll see, in, of course, Utah's first get up and go in the Pac-12 yeah, as far that, as college that, football goes. As far, yeah, as far as local sports goes, the Utah getting into the Pac-12 may have been the single most significant thing that happened around here. Hmm. Would you agree with that? I do. The The rebuild for the Jazz. Yeah. The 2010s, and we'll see. You know, maybe it sets up for the 2020s, just roaring success for the Jazz, but the the full rebuild in this decade. Well, the cold wind that blew across Jazz fans' faces when Gordon Hayward left, and uh, then the arrival of Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell in particular reigniting the excitement for pro basketball around here. Yep. All right. If people have any suggestions, let us know. Uh, But let's go through this, Gordon. We're going to do the top 10 sports media bloopers of the 2010s. Okay. Here we go. Are we ready? Let's Mm -hmm. start out with number 10 having to do with Jason Witten. All right, guys. Congratulations on winning the 2019 Pro Bowl. Let me present you guys with this trophy here. (laughs) There you go. Get it down below. Here we go. Here we go. You got it? There you go. You guys got it? There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It broke in half. <laughs> Jason Witten drops the Pro Bowl trophy. Oops. And it breaks oh. in half. How embarrassing would get that the, be? Get uh, the, uh, the monster glue out and see if you can piece it. Hold on. Let me see if I can get this. You know, <clears throat> Just give me about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I'll have this thing looking like new again. All right. Uh, number nine, Dick Stockton. On the Visa Halftime Report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Well, sometimes, young offensive tackle right there. Look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Look on graphic for the final two bullet points. <laughs> not not good at, at improvising. Kurt either. Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. Ron Burgundy reporting. 
I didn't catch that one at and first. I love how everyone else just goes silent for like eight seconds. Yeah, right. Like final two bullet On graphic points. for the final two bullet points. Oh, oh. Whoops. I'm not well, talking. I'm reading. Young offensive tackle. <laughs> All right. I like that one. Here's number eight. Bob Knight doesn't like fans standing in his way. Hey, either take my seat and let me sit there or sit down. We got a seat. Wouldn't want to have to stand up, would we? Easy there, Bobby. We wouldn't want to make your life any more difficult, (laughs) you know. Hey, son. Hey, son. Let's get off my lawn. Hey, son. Were you a Bob Knight fan back in the day? Not really. I don't like. I don't like bullies. Uh, up, <laughs> up next, we have number seven. Uh, this would be Chris Berman, um, ultra seriously talking about the Ray Rice situation, which of course was yeah, serious. extremely serious, uh, but doesn't take him long to get excited about something going on on the field. There are those that need help right now. He has to go way beyond. And so need help on the punish Never mind. <laughs> it's blocked. There are so many right now who need help in this situation. That reminds me of an AP story I was reading once, I think it was, and that uh, was about this uh, cross-country runner who had uh, fallen off a bridge and to a tragic death, and it, it reported that, and then it says, in other developments... And it gave the the you know the results of the race, and I I just no focus on the one thing. You don't fall off a bridge or whatever it was and die, and then give you know the times of everybody else. They need help and a punish block. They need help and a You know, with that, he just needed to time his nice message better. Do, yeah. it, do it at a point in the game yeah. where you're. It's not like right in the middle of each play. That's so, like calling out a cadence. Yeah, right. Yeah, separation. Yeah, yeah. Pick your pick so your spot. Especially, I mean, those serious, you, you know, with sports and life overlap, and all of a sudden these serious topics come into sports. I mean, you got to realize that uh, time and place. Right. And if you don't time it right, and you're in the middle of this, remember you're a TV announcer, they'll see the punt blocked while you continue talking Correct. about the domestic violence That's instead of. That's so need help the punish <laughs> Right. Brilliance. <laughs> Up next, here's uh, number six, a race announcer, uh, Marty Reed, forgets the name of the studio host. And as we come inside our broadcast position, hello again, everybody. Marty Reed alongside winning Brickyard driver, Dale Jarrett, winning Brickyard crew chief. I know who you are, and, and I think it's great to see you. It's great to be back with you guys again. We've had so much fun all weekend long. Let's talk about this because these guys have come in. <laughs> who are you? Because I know who you are. Winning crew chief. I know who you are. I know who you are. We've had a lot of fun together. And notice he doesn't forget Dale Jarrett's name, because of course you don't. You know, hey, Dale Jarrett's here. Winning Brickyard Driver, Dale Jarrett. Winning Brickyard Crew Chief. I know who you are. (laughs) I know who you are. Look, we've all forgotten a name before, but not of somebody sitting right in front of you or right next to you. I actually have some sympathy because I I have these struggles with names and remembering names and stuff. It's, It's a real thing for me. So, Marty. I feel you, bro, but that's really hilarious. That is funny. I know who you are. <laughs> You're that guy. I just can't Winning think of Brickyard driver, Dale Jarrett. Winning Brickyard crew chief. Look, 
on graphic for the final two bullet points. <laughs> I like that one. I like uh, Marty Reed. All right, up next, number five, uh, radio legend in New York, Mike Francesa, who just retired again, mm-hmm. by the way. I think most people probably are at least familiar with his name. But he's a little bit older. There's yeah. a reason he's retiring. And, he uh, fell asleep during shows and stuff. Including this one. In that ballpark, if you still got some, you know, some healthy players here who, who want to prove they're, you know, they're not doormats, well, they're going to have to show that right now. The Yankees have something to prove. Uh, they, they have games to win. They have the advantage of having one of the two teams uh, behind them losing every day since Baltimore and Tampa are, are facing each other. But it's been, a, it's been a long time since we've seen this. You know, at the end of the 2001 season, I remember the Red Sox, you know, fading out a bit. I mean, they were, they were contending for a while, and then things fell apart with Jimmy Williams. And, you know, the Yankees uh, took care of them pretty good, if I remember, in the end of that season. Uh, there, there was a three-game three set, I think, at Fenway, another one at Yankee Stadium, which they just kind of uh, walked right through. But otherwise, the late-season series have always been you know, pretty good and pretty meaningful, and it's just not the case, finally, for the first time in a long time. You know, the only thing that, that you can see, Mike, and you know, to share his absence is, is part of this, the Yankees have been you know, a little affected by left-handed uh, pitchers lately, and they're going to face two of, the, two of them in the series. So no matter what the rest of the team looks like, if, if these pitchers hold the Yankees down, you know, you could be looking at a game where they might lose 3-1 to one or 4-1. to one. All right, we're talking with Sweeney, obviously, as we get ready uh, for... <laughs> that one was a little bit better on video, because you, you don't see him with the video where he kind of wakes up, startles awake, and looks at his producer and basically says, like, wait, who's on the air again? And by the way, that might have been the most boring guest in the history oh. of sports radio, so I, I, I kind of don't something. blame him. Already talking about a real rip-roaring topic, by the way, baseball. Uh, I've, uh, I've fallen asleep to Jake's uh, monologues before. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. What's next? Are you accusing me of being windy? No. Because of the two of us. Who's windier? I don't know. I do have my windy moments, though. (laughs) I'm not going to be completely lacking self-awareness. All right. uh, Let's keep moving on. Countdown top 10 sports media bloopers of the 2010s. That was number five. Moving on to number four, who probably could have a number of these spots uh, if they really fished uh, for it. But here, of course, is Lee Corso doing whatever Lee Corso wants to do. Can you pick against SMU? Look at up over there. <laughs> Red, white, and blue. USA. USA! Ah, <laughs> you know, ah, <laughs> once you get to a certain age and stature, it just doesn't matter, right? Like, here, I'll give you a little tip for listening to the jazz broadcast. Listen to Ron Boone's shoot-around report. They do it right before tip-off because Ron just gives away the whole game plan. He does. He just gives away the entire game plan because, one, it's right before tip. So it actually mattering. You know, there's there's not like Eric Spolstra was glued to the to the zone radio. They're about to see it. You know, right? So so but but really, it's Ron. Like if if he said too much, I mean, what are they going to do? Yell at Booner? (laughs) You know, so it's it's Ron's version of I don't give a what I can do whatever. I'm just going to give away the whole game plan. <laughs> the thing about this is Lee Corso wasn't even that good of a coach, was he? No, but he's a great he's he's a great TV personality. He's terrific. He's doing that guy is doing what that guy was meant to do. Wasn't right. he Burt Reynolds' coach or teammate or something like teammate, that? Teammate, I want to say, yeah. Oh no, maybe coach. How old's Burt Reynolds? Oh man, he rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. He is, uh, wow, that got real. <laughs> Thanks, Merry Christmas. Sorry there, Austin. <laughs> Set you up for that one. All right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> On to number three, which honestly could be a number one in my heart of all time. I'm so proud that it made this list. Uh, number three, where's Wright Waters? Oh, he took a hit to the 
flag. A hit to the head and the slide is a flag. To the 27-yard line, Van Camp's slow to get up. He does get up. His helmet came off. There's not a flag. You cannot tell me that's a flag. That's not possible. Where's the commissioner? Where's right? Where's right Waters? Where's right Waters? I mean, it, he was still up. He had not gone into his squad yet, but it was a helmet-to-helmet shot where the helmet flew off. And there is absolutely no reason why a flag shouldn't have been thrown there. That's ridiculous. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. That is absolutely embarrassing. That has to be a flag. And that still, we'll see. He's if sliding. Send Van Camp to the sideline. Nope, there's two. We've got to get him out of We've got to come out of the game now. It's ridiculous. That is, I can't believe that. I cannot believe that. You can't. I mean, it took him a while to get into the flag. Wow, he is defenseless. He's defenseless. Fuck you, he's dead. Third down. Cooey throws over the middle behind the receiver incomplete. It'll be fourth down and three. Van Camp took a helmet to helmet shot regardless, even if he wasn't in his slot. You know what? I don't really care if you people look at me in the press box. You know what? I don't care. That's a flag. And I'll fight any one of you if you want it. That's, what I, that's the mood I'm in at the moment. Apparently the team is not the only one melting down here. No, apparently not. Third down! <laughs> I just love that verse, right? It's amazing. How does a guy ramp up like that? I don't get it. Uh, uh, I do. I totally understand. Yeah, Austin's there. Uh, Austin, Austin. But he calmed down, and then he just fires Turn back. down. I love it how he just realizes everybody's looking at him. Yeah. And, his, and I'll fight every one of you. His response is to, is to double down and threaten I don't him. care. That's a flag. And I'll fight any one of you if you want it. Wow. All right. I, I kind of <laughs> love the emphasis on the word fight, too. <laughs> I will fight. I also like where he continues to call the action on the field. Third down. Third down. <laughs> And then he says, uh, he throws behind the receiver. And uh, I'll fight any one of you if you want it. What the, how does he, we should get him on the air sometime. We can probably uh, track him down. We need to ask him how he feels about that. I mean, that, he's probably better known for that one thing than any good thing he's ever done. <laughs> Third down. Third down. It's so amazing. It is. It's just so amazing. Oh, oh. All right. Moving on okay, to the countdown. The, what's the, what's the likelihood that Austin will have a moment like that during his radio career? Again? <laughs> well, I mean, we are talking to the guy that basically put a pen through his hand. He was so mad about a Rudy Gobert call. Guys, it's ridiculous. He took Lamarcus Aldridge took Rudy Gobert's arm home with him, and I'm not going to name names, but I'll say Kane Fitzgerald just went, "Yep, that's basketball." And you stabbed yourself with a pen? He was defenseless. Don't you understand? <laughs> Don't you understand? And I'll fight. <laughs> Third quarter. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, up to number two in the countdown. Uh, soccer sideline reporter not paying attention. And we're off to Fratton Park where there's been a red card. But for who, Chris Kamara? I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. It's a red card. Chris, have you not been watching? I haven't. I don't know where that's come from, Chris. I have no idea what has happened there. What's happened, Chris? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The rain must have got in my eyes, Jeff. Chris, Chris, let me tell you, according, according to our sources, Anthony Van den Boer has been sent off for a second bookable offence. Get, get your fingers out. Count up the number of Portsmouth players are on the field. No, you're right. I saw him go off, and I thought they were bringing a sub on, Jeff. 
That's professionalism, I can't Still nil-nil. Cutting edge reports on Gillette Soccer Saturday. How about that's, that? That's funny. That is funny. Uh, look, uh, are you not paying attention? No. It's, it's uh, we're dealing with human beings who sometimes have. A... I don't know, Jeff. Has it? <laughs> I must have missed that. The red card. It's a red card. It's a big deal. I don't know. I don't that's know. like that's the equivalent of let's go down to KK, who's got an injury report. Who was injured? Who? There what? was an injury. Yeah, but the fact it would that, never happen. The fact that he doesn't know and then admits it. I mean, that's just golden. The red card. That's why he's there. To <laughs> he's the on sideline that. guy. That's yeah. his one job. <laughs> you had one job. Uh, there's been a red card. Do I? What happened? A red card. What? What am I here to do? <laughs> You're our sideline reporter reporting on the red cards. Oh, I missed it. I've been, been flirting with a gal in uh, row number two. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't he say? Uh, I saw him come card. off the field, but I <laughs> thought it was just a sub. <laughs> thought he had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. Oh, man. All right. The number one, and this is many, many actually bloopers combined, but the number one sports media blooper of two thousand, uh, the 2010s, Gordon. Many, many bulging discs. Well, after the Chicago pre-draft camp, ESPN.com's Chad Ford reported that uh, medical reports were red flagged by a number of NBA teams saying that he had bulging Now, I spoke with his father, Seth Solinger, shortly after that. He refuted that. Much more complicated for Amari Stoudemire. He did not finish Saturday's game against Detroit. Coach Jason Garrett says he's dealing with back stiffness and they're being careful with him. If you'll remember, last year he was dealing with a bulging disc issue rather in his lower back. They tell us that this is not connected. They're just going to give him some rest, see how he does. And look, he's, he's taking a beating physically. We know that we've we've detailed he had a tough year last year physically. The bulging in his disc in his back, the bulging disc in his back. Uh, you're probably going to need surgery again. Okay. Eventually. Eventually. We'll be... Yes, that's Matt Harpring will not travel with the team and had his MRI revealed degeneration of a joint in his spine and a slightly bulging <laughs> a disc in his back. <laughs> not fair that I'm included because that was not in the 2010. That's your opinion. <laughs> I was going back away. You're in. A, there's. A, you're not alone. It's amazing alone. that all of those reports sounded almost the exact same. When you're just the shocked, little catch. Yeah, that you after, said it. And then the emphasis on the S. Disc. Yeah, I know. A bulging beep. A disc. Every one of them did it that way. Every one of them. Well, that's because the only thing that differentiates one from the other is the S. That little S? You don't say. I'm just stating the obvious. (laughs) But you notice how after they all stressed that it was in the back? Guess that fixed. He gets that fixed. Eventually. Eventually. Nobody gets that fixed. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been more than four hours? <laughs> okay. Okay, Gordon. Don't hey, make I'm me. Not, don't don't, don't make one. Andrew Reinhardt yeah. come in here no. and scold you. Do they do bulging discs at uh, Wasatch Medical? <laughs> <laughs> I know they're innovative. Uh, some people might want a bulging disc. In your back? Because that would really hurt. <laughs> Degeneration of a joint in his spine and a slightly bulging a disc in his back. Oh, man. Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> Just yeah. slightly. I'm not the one that said it. You did. All right. There you, you go. You showed up on the best of the 2010s, Jake. I did. I got there. I Even made though it. that was 2001 when yeah, that happened. I've, uh, I've finally arrived. <laughs> Austin, when, it feels when, pretty good. When did that happen? Well, Matt Harping had to be playing, right? So Early 2000s. Yeah. It was, it was, actually, it was probably, it was probably like 04, 05, somewhere in there. 
That's pretty funny, though. Uh, that was fun. That was fun doing that countdown. You know, you, you, you 2008, a, by the way. Was it 2008? Oh, well, okay. this says Harper won't make Sacramento trip due to bulging disc in his back. Okay. So there you go. Uh, a disc. Disc. Terrific. Uh, that's kind fun. of a yeah. funky segment we indeed, just had. There. Indeed. You know, you put a microphone in front of somebody for long enough, you're bound to make yourself look stupid. And uh, just glad. That Some of us do it every day. I could participate. Yep. Some more than others, but, you know. I'm just glad that me calling the bees baseball manager the wrong name isn't in there. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So a needle pulling thread. Oh no no no! Well, stop stop! Why are we pl- why are we playing this? Tea, a drink with jam and bread, and that'll bring us back to. I'm er- I'm erasing I'm erasing this uh, tape personally when when we're done. Which I obviously didn't do. <laughs> Apparently so, not. You've got a good singing so voice. So thank you for being... And no, I, I certainly do not. Why were you singing that song? I don't know. So, a needle pulling thread. No, we don't need to play it more. You already played it. <laughs> That's my favorite. you already played it. It makes me happy. We don't need to play it more. I'm going to sing that to my daughter for oh. a lullaby. I'm just going to play that. I mean, not sing it. No, don't. Your, uh. your daughter will be damaged. That That is not untuned singing. That would offend a musically uh, gifted Wait, person. Should we go sound to music? No, Do no, stop. No, we Austin. Email, dear, Ray, <laughs> a drop of golden sun. Austin, th- th- this is not necessary. It's funny though. What was the point of that? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you said put a mic in front of someone for long enough, they'll make a fool of themselves. Hey, how's it feel, Jake? Well, the, right now, I, the Austin I don't feel terrific at the moment. Oh, well, the best of, you mentioned uh, we're going to have a best of show the day after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Gordon's getting his. All right, Just good. stay tuned. Terrific. For, for that. Right, good. Well, at least, you know, at least it's fair. Uh, there have been so many this year alone that there's a whole segment. Wow. All right. Well, that's the best ofs uh, coming up on Thursday. Coming up next, however, we're going to talk to BYU football. Stay tuned. Big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy, no, Merry Christmas Eve. There's no happy in there. I apologize. You can make it happy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more BYU football. Of course, we've got uh, BYU pregame coverage with the very talented and handsome Jacob Hatch coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned for that. I know of no one who knows more about BYU football than Yach. Do you? No, he's on the inside. He's locked on uh Cougars podcast. Did you is, call him a Pooger? I didn't mean to, but it sounded like there was a little bit of a P there. The Cougars, Locked On Cougars. Provo Pougars. <laughs> the Cougars podcast is is terrific. And Adrian is going to be with you today, uh, Jacob. All right. So Adrian and Hatch, uh, they'll get you at the top five o'clock hour and they'll get you ready for that BYU-Hawaii game. But I, can I bring up a story real uh, quick? Yeah, just a second. I just want to say that uh, have you noticed that Yak has become much better, a, a great producer and uh, on-air host and uh, blogger. I mean, DJ and PK talk, to, talk about him like he's, he's just dog meat, you know? And, and, and I think he's really, really good. Are you are you sowing discontent right now? Is that what you're trying to do? Are you, are you trying to... Hey. Are you are you trying to cause a ripple in the morning show? Because that's not cool. If they did that with Austin, you'd be pretty mad. Yeah, well, Austin would be mad too. Probably at you. Yeah. Well, if if that's what the accusation was, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, okay, this we'll talk BYU football in a second, but this story real quick uh, in the New York Daily News today. Did you see this? Uh, it made me think of you and 
uh, our friend Kevin Graham at the very same time. All right. Uh, Adam Gase. Let's see here. So the New York Daily News, uh, Manish Mehta wrote a story about Adam Gase, the head coach of the Jets. Uh-huh. And he said he's he's very dismissive. Uh, the, basically, the piece says he, he doesn't care about the fans and he's very insecure. But his, his go-to line since taking over, according to sources, anybody that mentions the avalanche of criticism this year, you know what his line is that he tells everybody? What? Quote, I'm rich as bleep, unquote. <laughs> He hits just, with, just he hits use, with his wallet. Just use your imagination on what the the bleep stands for. But basically, it's uh, you know, hey Adam, are are you are you worried at all that the fans seem pretty grumpy about your crappy team? Man, I am rich as bleep. Why did that remind you of me? Because you often you often reply that way. I never do, do that. Criticism. I have never done that. Nor would I think that. Gordon, I'm not really wild about your take on the jazz today. Well, I'm rich as bleep. <laughs> Never. I mean, speaking of Hatch, Hatch has gotten that response before when he's uh, disagreed with one of your columns. He has not. Don't. Uh, Maybe not this week. Don't sow this kind of fake storyline that is not. It, people know me well enough to know that, that I would you, never do that. Just Adam Gates, folks, all the just, time. Just because I once said I have a nice car, and even that was completely misconstrued well, or misconstrued, as Carl used to say. It, it was. It was. Somebody asked me what if I ever bought anything, if I've spent money on myself. And I said, no, I don't spend money on anything. I'm, I'm, I'm as frugal as you can be, except I have a nice car. Now, when you say it that way, it's different than just saying, hey, Jake, I have a nice car. Which is- hey, Yuck, I have a nice car. Did you know that? I have a really nice one. I have one that's nicer than yours. You basically did that, though. You're not listening. No, I'm listening. You're, but you're that's a good boy, I, but you I don't was listen. I was there when it happened. <laughs> you were? I was. That that was, I pulled that drop all those years ago. Oh, it's your fault. A little bit. Um the, anyway, uh this Adam Gase thing is interesting. Uh Gase has uh from the story, Gase also has said behind closed doors that his quote give uh S meter is low when it comes to critics <laughs> since he's got enough money in the bank now. Oh great. Uh, life is not just about that, and that's a ridiculous comment on his part. How Give does that guy have a job? What I a jerk! Know. And he, you know what? Know. He's awful too. He was terrible in Miami, and he's worse with the Jets. Since we're chucking little tidbits around here, real quick, did you see uh, what Doc Rivers said about his son Austin? He said, and he was he was talking about Billy Donovan. He was talking about Florida, and Donovan's a good coach, and all this. He said, I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially said, if if um, if uh, Florida had offered him more money, he would have gone there to play. Really? That's what he said. Wow. And I, he may have been joking a little bit. And you know but, where you know where Austin ended up? Duke. Duke. Well, you, if you don't think Duke's paying their guys, I gotta <laughs> got a oh, piece of beachfront oh, property in Tooele. Am- amateurism in college sports is pure. Pure as BS. Well, it should be. That's why people needed to be locked up. Lock him up, Gordon. Lock him up. Lock him up. <laughs> oh, great. Here we go. Talking about Coach K. Yeah. Just lock him up. Okay. Throw away the key. Uh, let's talk BYU a little bit here, Gordon. How do you see the game going tonight? Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of points being scored. A lot of points being scored. Yeah, Hawaii's defense stinks, but and you think Hawaii's going to be able to move the ball in BYU's defense. BYU secondary has overachieved this year. It's been better yeah, maybe so. than, than it should be. The run defense. Here, BYU's problem, we could ask Yak about this, I do not understand why they can't put pressure on the quarterback. 
They don't have the players or scheme to do that. How did I do? Hash. Well, they like don't. That. They don't have the players or scheme to pressure the quarterback. Did I? Did I hit that one on the head? Like, is, that, like, is, it, is it a deal where because BYU was successful against USC by putting everybody in the backfield, that uh, that in some ways helped them get that victory, but it also cursed them at times. Yak. I don't think I don't I don't agree with that. Well, I mean, it was a perfect defense for USC, yes, but they're playing that type of defense because that's the type of defense their personnel fits the best. Yeah, but how about making the quarterback just a tad bit uncomfortable? It's also hard to throw against eight guys in coverage. I mean, you you know, there are different ways to to skin a cat, so to speak. And it worked at time for BYU. Why would you want to skin a cat? I have no idea. But you know what? And where the players come in is is maybe if you had Bruce Smith on the outside and you dropped eight players, maybe you'd get pressure. But BYU doesn't have that. But they do have stout D linemen against the run at times. Would you want a cat hat? Why did I? How are we distracted? Are you going to participate or are you going to talk about cat hides for the next 10 minutes? Everything you're saying. I am. Because it sounds like you're still focused on skin and a tabby, (laughs) which is not the point. No, the point is that you pick and choose. And I guess you can win both ways, but I prefer pressuring the quarterback. And it's ideal when you can put that pressure on with your down lineman. But BYU hasn't been able to do that. Yeah, it's tough. To, it's tough to do that if you don't have the personnel to do it. Unless and, and you they, commit extra resources to it, and then you make yourself vulnerable in the back. I get it. So we'll see if that happens. But uh, okay, so give me a score. Uh, what do you think? How many points can be? I would expect Zach Wilson to have a big game, and that would be nice for him for all the reasons he needs that to have we talked about earlier. Yeah. And how healthy is he? I, I I don't know. But regardless of that, what do they say? If you put the uniform on, you put the hat on, then you get out there and you should be ready to play. Yeah. So he could go for well over 300 yards in this game. So I'm I'm thinking somewhere in the neighborhood, Gordon, of 72. Not really. To 68. Maybe 40, 32 or 33 or something like that. Okay, let, answer me this question. This This will determine whether my pick on tonight's game. Do you think BYU can get to 40 points? Well, they can. How rusty will they be? How sharp are they? Uh, I, I would imagine that they will be able to get five touchdowns, something in that range. If they can get to 40 points, I think they win. I, and to get to 40 points, they're going to have to throw to Matt Bushman. And sometimes they haven't been doing that. I don't so, understand why. Yak, will you explain that to us? Why is Matt Bushman not – why isn't he catching eight passes a game? He struggles against man coverage. That's probably a pretty good reason. Is that really it? Sometimes it's it the looks, word. Uh, uh, sometimes it looks as if they're not even looking at him. You'd think he would be great in man coverage, a guy that size yeah. and that athletic. You'd think he'd want he to be. He can't get open against a freaking linebacker? I saw a story that did some analysis and showed that, against zone coverage, he's incredible. Man coverage, he struggles. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's that simple. But that's that, like I said, that surprises me. You'd think a tight end as big and and uh, athletic as he is would, would be loving man coverage because he could just go get yeah, the ball. I agree with that completely. Yeah, yeah just throw it up there. Yeah, and but, I'll go yeah. get it. Yeah, exactly. Yak, what's Rolovich doing? What's the key to his success? Why has he helped uh, Hawaii get better? I think he's focused on recruiting locally, but that run-and-shoot offense, it's so unique. It worked for June that Jones there. It'll work for him there. Huh. Yeah. Do you I miss June say. Jones? Do I miss him? Yeah, he hasn't been around for a while. He did a nice job over in Hawaii. He did a great job in yeah. Hawaii. They loved him. Over Wasn't there. his defensive coordinator uh, Jerry Glanville? Was it? I forget. At Hawaii, that. I think it was. I think really? Jerry the was the man a... in black. 
Is that what they called Jerry Glenville? He was an Elvis guy. He loved wearing black. I just have a permanent like fixture of him in my mind of the squirrely little coach for the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) He was quirky, wasn't he? Yeah. But no, over in Hawaii, they love June Jones over there. I mean, I got in multiple discussions with people on various trips over there, people asking me about June and uh, me asking them, and they they, uh, really, really liked him. And when he... When he left, they missed him. You know what? I he had one of the great quotes I've I've heard out there about the coaching profession. Like somebody had asked him why he stayed at Hawaii, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what his answer was? Uh, because of the sunshine. There's only one job in paradise. Nice. There's only one college football coaching job in paradise, and he had it. All right. Well, good for uh, him. Let's see. He was at Hawaii, by the way. Uh, from 05 to 06 as defensive coordinator. So, yes, he did coach with June, at least for one year. Jerry? Jerry Glanville, at least for one year there. So, June left. Did he leave to go to SMU? He did. And that was always a curious move. I never understood that. Well, maybe he had his fill of paradise. Maybe paradise had its fill of him. Well, that happens sometimes when you get a little island fever over there and you got to get back to the mainland. happens to some folks. Or did the recruits dry up because he was too busy finding the world's most perfect Mai Tai and he thought, you know what? It might be time to uh, to go elsewhere. Have you ever been to Hawaii and gotten tired of it after a while? You got to get back. You do get a little uh, surrounded. I've only been there a couple of times and I can tell you this. No. No, I did not get get tired of it. Did you you get a little uh, antsy after a while? No. This, you get antsy because you spend a month there a year. I do not. You know who's never been there? This guy. <laughs> I think you should take a cruise to Hawaii. No. <laughs> why is, I cannot figure out why Austin is so afraid of getting on a ship. It's a floating bathroom Petri dish. I've told you this. I completely get it with Austin, and I don't blame him in the slightest. Because of his luck. Yeah. His bad luck that I, we were trying to solve want... in the first segment. I wouldn't want to be stranded in the middle of the Pacific for a, a week, because that's what's happening if Austin goes on a cruise. You don't understand. Or the Atlantic, depending on which side of the country what? it chooses what? to go. What, do you think the propeller's going to fall off? It could. They're still using propellers? There are literally millions of things that could go wrong, and, and probably would. So I totally I, get it. I'm telling you, we are going to, you and I are going to scratch up the money so we can send Austin and Whitney on a cruise. You can, sure. No, you're going to help. How on earth would I help? Just by scrounging up some money, Austin. I, I'll tell you this. I, I've got, I've got thirty-two cents. That's our definition of scrounging. That, that, we, that are, that's in my couch cushion right now. That Gordon's I, definition of scrounging no, a little no, different. No, no. If we came up with, and maybe we could, uh, you know, bilk our listeners out of some cash. If we came up with a thousand bucks for you to go on a cruise with Whitney. Would you do it? Real real quick here. You realize that's illegal, right? Before we go down this right. road, you, you realize that's against the law? That, that if we by doing money, that, that we're exposing ourselves, all three of us, to two charges in that manner? Yeah. It's called payola. <laughs> yeah, but we're it's not, been around we're for not a while. advertising for anyone. We're not saying, hey, you know, Austin's awfully eager to get himself on a carnival cruise You can't ship. solicit cash for your own benefit. No, that's illegal. The bucket really? list family yeah. does it. How about if we d- donate a You can a do it for charity. Charity, you can't do it for yourself. <laughs> can't skim it off the top. No, oh, no. So, right. so we, so we can raise money way. for the road home. That's perfectly fine. But raise money for Gordon's <laughs> new deck? No, that's against the law. No, it's for, for a good cause. It's for Austin to get himself a little R and R. Okay, maybe some sinkage. Uh, you're you're alone on this one. All right, never good mind. Luck. I didn't know it was illegal. Uh, I'll find a different way. 
But if we let's thanks, if, Jake. Let's if we were to presume that somehow we could come up with a thousand dollars. I'm not soliciting it. I'm not asking anybody to contribute. What would that pay for? You One know, way ticket you know over there. The address here at the arena. But I'm not. I'm not soliciting it. I'm not asking for you to send us that kind of money or Venmo it or anything like that. But if we did say somehow come up with the money, Austin, and we designated it solely for a cruise, would you take the money? Not a chance. It's <laughs> so sad. I'd give you, it Austin. to charity. There you go. That's Good so job, Austin. Sad. So, so Coming up next, the Not Sports Port. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Port, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Austin, real quick, did you know that this song finally went number one this year? I saw that, yeah. In fact, I think you were the one telling me about yeah, it. Yeah, 20 years after its release, it finally went number one. How about that? I can't believe it has not been number one. It should be number one all year round, not just at Christmas. I'm not big into Christmas carols, but I do like this song. This isn't a carol. Or not a carol, pop. but mm. I don't like Christmas music, but I like this is a good song. This is just a song. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Pennsylvania in a place called Windbur, Pennsylvania. Okay. A man there was uh, convicted of disorderly conduct because he exposed his buttocks uh, in a case where he ended up in court. And uh, apparently he was found guilty of that disorderly conduct. And authorities said that this man, his name is um, Robert Goas. It's just a naked man. Wait, wait, wait. wait 30 wait. years old. Why do you say exposing his buttocks? Can you just say mooning? Okay. We all know okay. what you were getting he at. Mooned, just to... He mooned somebody, a Thank woman you. on 15th Street, wherever that is. And, the gluteus uh, maximus were <laughs> and, revealed. <laughs> he was, and so they started yelling at the person, the victim, and uh, they were told to stop yelling. They were mad. And uh, then they went out on the street, and, and the man was found later walking on a place called Somerset Avenue with his pants pulled below his buttocks, and something was written or tattooed on his butt. <laughs> and uh, they were... So so police went to, to meet the, the man and find the man, and uh, they say that they could see something written on his buttocks that included the word freedom. <laughs> Uh, across his butt. Now, apparently, he thinks this is a legitimate way to express his opinion about something. I'm not going to go over there to him and say, you know, your butt's hanging out. <laughs> so, so here's my thing. He thinks this is he should be free to express himself by mooning people. Um, Who cares if you see Jake Cutler's butt cheeks? <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you think a man should be free to moon? I think a man or a woman should be free to moon. Why is this just limited to men? Well, because in this case, it was a man. Uh, yeah, mooning. Why not? You don't you think be, you, you don't should think be you allowed should be, to moon somebody? You should sure. Be picketed for disorderly conduct no, by a just, simple mooning of somebody. He's just uh, expressing appreciation for his freedom to move some uh, moon somebody. Well, says you freedom. Can get my right? face tattooed on your butt, Gordon. Sure. I mean, should, well, that should, was a weird one. Should we really be offended by somebody mooning you when they're showing you something that you have too? We all got one. Yeah. What difference does that make? <laughs> it's just like, it's something we all, you know, well, all, you know, it doesn't seem like it's that. I'm not going to sit here and condone this behavior, but I I did uh, find his his response interesting that he felt as though it was freedom of expression. Hmm. I'm with him. 
We should be allowed to moon. You think everyone should be able to express do what ourselves? Austin does and walk around Porky Pig in it all the time? Well, see, that's that's you know a little bit more that that dabbles into the lewdness uh, category. <laughs> Why? We've all got one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to give you a, 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 a you know a biology lesson here or an anatomy Thank lesson. Thank you. But uh, you know, everyone has a butt. Not everybody has the rest of it. That okay. Austin might be offering. Right. What uh, are you talking about? We with that Let's we talk will about say, thighs and kneecaps. <laughs> with that we will say Merry Christmas and thank you for listening to our wonderful listeners. Uh, hey Gordo, uh, one last thing, Austin. Please quit coming to work in a nightshirt. You know we, we don't need that. I prefer nighty. You know, I'm trying to wish you a Merry Christmas, oh. and you're stuck making uh, porky pig jokes about Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Way to get into the spirit. Uh, set those butts free. Uh, seriously, Merry uh, Merry Christmas to oh, both of yeah. you. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Sorry about that. That's a rough transition. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but we hope you. I hope you enjoy your day, Austin. I, I hope. Uh, I hope Harper enjoys her day. Gordon, I know you've got the whole crew. Uh, in town for Christmas, I think that's terrific. I hope you guys just have uh, a wonderful holiday. Thank and don't you, let Jake, the don't let the you. door hit you where the Lord split you. Okay. <laughs> you know why your your uh, the uh, that split of which you speak goes up and I'm down sorry. instead of across? This is your fault. It is. This is you a, tried a, to stop it. I did. This I, I a had a nice bow tied onto the show. <laughs> nice little message. A little Merry Christmas. And then I did this. You know then, why the then, split then, goes horizontal, goes vertically instead of horizontally? You know why? No. Because when horizontally, when you go down the slide, it would go. And Christmas is ruined. So, so Hatch and Adrian are coming up next. A <laughs> uh, little BYU pregame right around the corner. Please, please, uh, can we do this over? Nope. This went horribly wrong. Uh, seriously. How can we do oh. something over? <laughs> you got a time machine, Doc Brown? We certainly wish everyone, like you said, happy holidays, however you roll with them. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time with uh, friends, family, or, or just by yourself, whatever. So we have Christmas tomorrow. That'll be satellite radio all day long. The following day, the generous Scott Gerard has given us a day off, so you'll have the best of the big show on Thursday. And then we'll be back uh, breaking it down, doing a Friday show. So make sure and stay tuned for that. Merry Christmas to everybody listening. We'll talk to you then on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Twas the night before Christmas. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Ah, fragile. It must be Italian. Well, I think that's just fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. It's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. God bless us, everyone. <laughs>